TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Day after another school shooting, we've been talking with you about it for pretty much the entire show since 10 o'clock. Coming up, Dana and Parks in an hour from right now. Uh, Jamie Monticelli, Mike Wickett with you. It is time to go down to Florida and West Palm Beach, just outside of where the shooting happened yesterday, to join up with uh, WJNO's Joel Malkin. Joel, thank you so much for the time. We appreciate it. Oh, not a, not a problem. I have to imagine... That in Florida, in your particular part of Florida, the feeling is very, very eerie today. What is it like? Uh, sad. It's a sad day. Um, here, here's the strange thing. We are uh, in a different county. We're in Palm Beach County. This is Broward. Uh, Broward County encompasses the Fort Lauderdale area and, and obviously Parkland where this happened. Um, and this is probably, you know, from where we are at the radio station about eh, maybe 30 minutes from us. Uh, and yet, uh, I know, I think about four or five people that are touched uh, by this tragedy in some way. Um, one of our sales guys here at iHeart in Palm Beach has a son that goes to that school. Thank God he's, he's fine. But our market manager told us that this morning. Um, a couple of uh, my close uh, friends that are, you know, connected on Facebook, um, you know, they either graduated from that school or uh, they know someone uh, who has gone to that school or is going to that school. Uh, one former coworker knew somebody that was killed yesterday. Um, so it's, it's a somber day. What are the conversations that are happening? Um, you know, because I think in a lot of the country where we're not there, the conversation is about guns or mental health or what do we do and, and the politics of it. But closer to the heart of it, what are the conversations that you are having? Well, the conversations, I mean, uh, among other things, if you're a parent like I am, and, and I, I no longer have any kids in, in the local school districts here, but I have, uh, it's uh, you can almost feel what the parents feel, not, not the ones of the, of the victims, but parents of kids that go to that school. And, um, you know, you leave your, you send your kid to school, you put them on the bus, and, and, and you just hope for the best. You don't think something like this is going to happen. Uh, so, I mean, some of the, the conversations surround, what can we do? I mean, are we just going to keep every kid home? Are we just going to homeschool every kid? I can tell you... Um, you know, somebody was, was mentioning uh, metal detectors at every school. You know, hey, they have them at some schools. We see it in the movies all the time. Um, I, you know, I don't, I don't know if that's the answer. Um, you know, the gun control thing, is, is that the answer? Uh, somebody that wants to do evil is going to figure out a way to do it, right? I don't know if now's the, the time to, you know, be politicizing it like we're seeing uh, what's happening uh, in, in, you know, uh, some, some segments. But uh, something's got to be done. You know, it, uh, you didn't have school shootings, what, 40, 50 years ago, right? And not to the magnitude we're having these days, as uh, right. we're talking with the WJNO's Joel Malkin, right outside of where the shooting happened yesterday, working for 1290 down there in West Palm Beach. Um, 
What has been the reaction to some of the words from politicians? I saw uh, Senator Nelson on CNN. I know Governor Scott has spoken uh, has spoken out. Uh, President Trump earlier today. H- how are people taking the words from lawmakers, or is it too soon for that? Honestly, I think it's too soon for that, and that's one of the things. Uh, you know, Brian Mudd and I on, on the morning rush here on WJNO this morning. That was one thing that we were we were saying is uh, today. You know, not about not about the politics. We can have that conversation later. Um, you know, maybe you know, maybe there is something to some sort of of gun legislation. I'll tell you, you know, Governor Rick Scott, you guys may or may not have mentioned, um, you know, said he is uh, wants to actively work with lawmakers to make sure that uh, folks who are mentally ill are not able to get guns. Um, as we learn more and more information about uh, uh, Mr. Cruz, you know, it it does seem. Uh, pretty sincerely that this this is a mental issue, at least uh, uh, among possibly other things. Um, so, I mean, that's definitely something I'd potentially be on board with. But I don't know if that, you know, this is the time to, to start really uh, moving towards that immediately. It's, it's time for mourning. We've got 17 families, 17 families that have lost people, not just kids, uh, but kids as young as 14 uh, we look at some of the uh, some of the ages that the Miami Herald has released the names. We're still waiting for the police to officially release some of the victims, but families have said yes. This you know this was our child. Kids as young as 14. We've got families that are mourning their lo- you know lost ones, and I I think they deserve a, a day. So we were going through um, some of the. I'm not going to call them gun laws. It, it would appear, based on some of what's come out today, that Florida has some pretty loose laws when it comes to. Uh, licensing to get a gun and, and the permits and the background checks and that kind of thing that's available. And what I was wondering was, after the Orlando nightclub shooting, were there things that, that people said and things that Governor Scott said about changing, you know, how people get guns? And, and did anything happen after that? I, um, I mean, nothing's officially uh, uh, happened uh, uh, towards tighter gun control, but I can tell you a lot of the conversation on, uh, you know, some of the uh, some sides of the fence with regard to the Pulse nightclub was on the terror side. You know, uh, I mean, he claimed he was doing it uh, for uh, ISIS, so um, you know that was one thing. And and now we see some of these, and, and this obviously was not a a, a Islamic terror thing. Uh, it doesn't seem like it uh, yesterday, but uh, but you know you you hear about these uh, terror attacks in New York where they're and, and other places where they're running running over people with trucks. So you know what what's the answer? You know tighter tighter truck laws and um, I mean it's uh, something has to be done. I just don't know if going okay let's make it harder to get a gun is is going to be the answer because I mean this just in criminals don't follow the law. They want to get an AR-15, and AR-15s are completely illegal. They're going to get a hold of an AR-15. It's very true, and that's the been the debate that I'm sure you guys have had, and we've had all all show long, and I'm sure it'll continue on. Um, are we learning anything new? I mean, I know there's still bodies inside the school. Is there anyone that's unidentified, or any details that we're still waiting to get? Well, we um, are getting. Uh, to my knowledge, the police haven't officially released any names. Uh, well, I think they released the one name of the, the football coach slash security guard. I don't know if you heard his story. It's definitely one that deserves to be told. His name is uh, Aaron Feiss, and uh, he worked at the school, again, as a football coach and a security guard. And uh, according to a, a, a female student there, um, he jumped between her and the shooter and took the bullets 
she survived. He didn't. Gosh. And um, he leaves behind a wife and a, and a daughter. Get goosebumps just telling him. Yeah. Story, but I, it needs to get out there. Um, he was the first one that um, I, I, uh, was uh, officially announced this morning. And since then, the Miami Herald has announced several other names. Um, but uh, there was one uh, one student that had been missing, uh, and uh, uh, he had just uh, signed on. Uh, I forget the sport, but for the University of Indianapolis, I believe, uh, just last week during National Signing Day, and he had been missing. And um, earlier today, the Miami Herald announced, yes, he was, in fact, a 17-year-old. He was, in fact, one of the dead. Um, so these sad, tragic stories, and yet some of the, you know, the, the one of heroism we're hearing about this coach, um, unfortunately losing his life, but uh, that's the definition of a hero. Hey, Joel, and and you may not know the answer to this, but a lot of our listeners today have been asking questions about the security in this school. Um, Do you know more, anything more than we do about whether it had metal detectors? Somebody just texted in and said the school didn't keep kids safe because they didn't lock all their doors. Um, Security guards, that kind of thing. Do you know about the level of security in the school? Okay, I know. I'm pretty sure they don't have metal detectors. Most of our schools in South Florida don't, and especially when they're in uh, a nicer neighborhood. What you have to understand about Parkland is it's it's one of those communities um, where you'd want to live. Um, it's I mean it's um, it's not the most upscale uh, community um, in South Florida, but it is it's on its way there. You know, so it is a it, it is a safe neighborhood. It's considered a safe neighborhood. We'll put it that way. Um, I can tell you that uh, the Broward County uh, Sheriff uh, Scott Israel has said today that there was an armed officer on campus at the time this happened. So a police officer, uh, the school districts have their own police departments, and uh, there was an officer with a gun there, but he didn't have any um, contact with this shooter. So there was somebody there. As far as locked doors, I couldn't speak to that. Joel, thank you, man. We really appreciate it. We'll check in when more news develops. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Joel Malkin, WJNO Radio uh, in West Palm Beach, just 30 minutes away from the shooting yesterday. And one of his staff members, the GM, I think, or one of his sales, one of the guys in the radio station had a kid that was luckily not harmed that goes to that school. I got to tell you, um, we're hearing, uh, yeah, we're going to hear more about the personal stories of what the kids went through. And I got to give credit to a lot of the kids that have talked to the media. There's a kid named Connor Dietrich who is talking to CNN right now who is composed and really telling some stories that are pretty startling. Uh, uh-huh. We had played for you David Hogg, I believe yes. was his last name, who had talked about uh, how lawmakers need to do something. You're the adults, we're kids. Um, and and he mentioned the coach that died. We also heard about the teacher who had huddled 19 kids in a closet. She said, I pulled as many in there as I could to, to hide and to try to protect them. So, yeah. I, I just, you want, you listen to these kids, you see some of the videos. There was one, there was one video I saw of 60 kids hiding in the band room. Mm-hmm. That was tweeted out, uh, you know, from the kids' perspective. Part of me, when I was watching those videos and seeing those pictures, didn't want to, didn't you want to say stop in case the psycho has a phone and wants to know where you are yeah. and he can locate, you know, because he knows the school so well, right? You know, and the other thing that was funny, we were talking about this this morning. Um, so as you and I were leaving, this literally happened almost twenty four hours ago, just yeah. as we were. We mentioned yeah. it at one fifty seven yesterday, and and we were talking about how CNN. Their video coverage was so close, and this had just happened, and you could see faces. You know, you you could identify faces on CNN's video. Somebody asked me on the text line today, um, is it, like, what are the rules when it comes to media interviewing juveniles without their permission? 
And I said, well, I, quite frankly, I mean, you, you don't do it without a parent's permission. But a lot of kids let their parents know that they were alive yeah. by doing, because parents were being told to stay away from the school. So a lot of kids were ducking into the back of live shots of reporters and were doing interviews with reporters to let their parents know that they were alive. I mean, that's how... That's how this some of this went yesterday. Was parents watching TV saw their kid and said, "Okay." Can I, you can you imagine the other side of that though? I mean, when you and yeah. I were we were leaving the 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 cameras mm-hmm. were showing EMTs working on kids right in front of the school on the ground. And we yeah. were both like, "Imagine if that's how you found out your kid got shot." Right. I mean, there's no good way to find out your kid got shot, but that's that I mean, the kids are bloody bandages on their Mm -hmm. legs, bandages on their arms. It's like, wow, that's how you're going to find out? Mm -hmm. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.